0: Hello mighty warriors of God and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, October 2nd, 2020, and this is day 949 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. There is absolutely none like you. Thank you for the grace and mercy that you've had upon us and and for waking us up and allowing us to be in our fullest capacity to go forth and have in the mind of Christ and to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us. Lord, we pray for the leaders of our land today. All that is going on, Lord Jesus, we know that nothing goes on without You seeing, and we we submit it all to You and ask that Thy will be done, that that healing take place, Father, and and that minds are are set uh, on You, my Lord. I thank You so much, Father. I, I ask Lord that You will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that You will speak today; that it be all about You and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is without a doubt. Without a doubt, we must go full force, (laughs) trusting God without any doubt. And you know what? If you get some doubts, hey, just call on Jesus. He's going to help you get through that. We're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 18. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 18. And this, ooh, this is so good. It's about Peter, uh, and he's in prison for speaking the word of God. And let's see what happens. It says, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death by the sword. When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. It, you know, it's quite amazing to me to see um, how, uh, when Herod saw that this pleased the people, that he wanted to do even more killings. Let's let's do more and uh, uh, let's uh, let's make the people happy. And so that's what he was doing at that time. Uh, and so the Passover celebration is something that was celebrated once a year. And uh, I'm thinking that this was part of his strategic move. So he knew that uh, more Jews would be uh, there than normal. So. Uh, He could impress most of the people during this time, uh, during the season, our Festival of Unleavened Bread. So it says, after arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. So that equals 16 soldiers all right Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the passover so peter was kept in prison but the church was earnestly praying to god for him so here we go the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much and that includes women you pray and you're earnestly praying to god look for something to happen. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. uh, And then Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. I, I could see him thinking that was a vision. I mean, that is just miraculous, you know? And, and here you are chained to a guard. The angel, uh, you know, what, with his powers, uh, makes takes you loose from the soldier guards, two of them. They don't even know that you're loose. Then you, you pass other guards, and then you get through this mega iron gate, and Oh my goodness, look at God, the answer to prayer. (laughs) And it says, when they had walked through the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. The angel left because he had done his assignment. He had got him to safety. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt (laughs) that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Could you imagine, have you ever gotten to a point where you know, without a doubt, this is a miraculous move of God? I know you've seen it. I know you know. Verse 12, when this had dawned on him, He went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. These were the believers praying. These are the ones behind the scenes praying to God. Peter knocked at the, the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. (laughs) You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. Hmm, could they be doubting? Because they were just praying. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the answer to their prayers, uh, come right at the door, right to the door, and, and they don't believe it. They believe it's an angel of Peter, but surely not him. Do we do that sometimes? Yeah, I've done that. Yes, definitely. You pray for something, then all of a sudden it's there at your door, and it's like, could this really be happening? Wow, this must be a mistake. Surely not me. <laughs> Verse 16, But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand, for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, He cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed, which was horrible. But all of them were killed, murdered, you know, by Herod, put to death, because Peter could not be found. Look at God. Man, oh man, Herod thought he had a plan. Oh, you can't outplan God. You cannot outmaneuver God. You cannot ever outdo God. And don't think that God does not hear our prayers and take action. (laughs) Point number one, doubt is the feeling of uncertainty. Are you ever doubtful about what God can do and what he will do for you? Doubt is established in fear and fear is a spirit from Satan. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Most of things like that with doubt or any of those kinds of things that are negative is typically the root of it is fear. That is where the enemy gets us. Now, there's this, uh, you know, fear and uh, the the type of fear uh, that we have to that's that's a good fear i would say that protects us you know like you hear a dog barking and you know that you've gotten bitten by a dog before and you hear that then our brain automatically sets off an alarm to let us know hey there is danger um and and that that puts you into action to either you know that's called the takes you into that fight flight or freeze mode in our instinctual brain to either make us run fight or 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 uh or um Uh, be afraid fight flight or freeze to freeze yeah (laughs) so we might just stand still we might run or we might fight our way through this so that's a healthy uh piece that god has given us to protect ourselves and uh but then the one that satan does is the one that uh creates uh you know, these, it, it can create depression, uh, it can create anxiety, uh, exhaustion, uh, trauma, all those things. That's not of God. So in order to function in power, love, and a sound mind, we must take on the mind of Christ. After accepting Him as our Lord and Savior. Now, we must also function in the power of the Holy Spirit who leads and guides our steps, if we allow Him to. And he gives us power to overcome the attacks of the enemy and to fulfill our God-given purpose. Now, we must function in love because our daddy God is love. So, since we're made in his image, we can't help but function in his love. If we don't doubt, all right? The Bible tells us God is love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he gave Jesus for us to reconcile us back unto himself and so that we would have everlasting life with him. Don't ever doubt that. This was something that Peter and his praying friends overcame that day that the Lord miraculously released Peter from prison. Peter said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me. Also, I would imagine he thought, Now I know without a doubt how much God loves me. Now I know without a doubt that God has miraculous power that I've not witnessed before in my life. (laughs) I'm imagining that's what Peter may have said. He's not imagined that type of power in God to release him to the point of where he thought he was seeing a vision. His praying friends were astonished to see that it was Peter. Even though this is what they had been praying for, it shows they had doubt because they did not believe it was him when their prayers were answered. Point number two, what are you doubting God about? Let your actions speak your beliefs. What are you believing God for? Start acting like you already have it. As long as it lines up with the word of God, all right, or with God's will, you're not like, okay, for example, you're not asking for someone's husband or wife, right? That doesn't line up with God's word (laughs) or his will. So that's not the right kind of prayer. All right, make sure it's the right kind of prayer. I know you don't do that. I'm just saying in general, sometimes people do those things, all right? So you're believing God for a healing. Start thanking God for it even before it's manifested. So I remember my dad when he was diagnosed with, uh, leukemia. Um, and he, he began to, you know, just really decline, decline, decline. We didn't care. We continued to pray, uh, until the last breath was taken. And I'll tell you, he also, he would say, uh, you know, people, he, he would tell people, yeah, the doctors say I have cancer, but I don't have cancer. <laughs> That's what they say. I'm believing God for a miracle. Whatever way God chooses to do it, God's miracle was, hey, to take him to be home with him. Uh, Whatever God chooses, so be it. Uh, But we still pray and ask God, don't stop praying and don't stop believing and don't stop acting upon your belief, all right? Trust God and gratefully receive the blessing he has for you, all right? So, I remember believing God even right now to this day. (laughs) Over the last month, something has tried to attack me. And and my husband told me it's uh, uh, plantar fasciitis in my feet, especially on one foot from, um, I don't know, lots of action. I'm always uh, running around, walking around. I used to run all the time. I don't know if that's why I I would do jumping jacks, lots and lots of them. I don't know if I pull something, but it is painful. But I am thanking God for total healing. And the Lord has shown me some things to do. And that's the other thing God will do. He'll show you uh, if he doesn't. Uh, heal it in one way, he'll heal it in other ways. He'll show you some things you can do. Uh, certain exercises I need to do for my foot, for my feet and certain inserts and things like that until it's healed. I, I googled it, looked it up. Uh, they said, you know, it's really something that has to heal on its own. But I'm thanking God for a quick healing. <laughs> and I'm moving on. I, it's, I'm not letting it stop me. Uh, but I am taking care of it. You know, don't act like it's not there. Uh, I remember um, the job that I'm doing now, uh, restorative justice at the Center for Conflict Resolution, meeting these people, uh, these wonderful people that ran the organization at a networking. And uh, they had a booth. And I and I, and I love what they did. Uh, it, it was about bringing people together to work out their differences themselves, to, to cut back crime, and, and uh, working with people, getting ready to transition out of prison, and, and working with students in schools to give them tools to, to work out uh, conflicts on their own without uh, having to involve the police or, or having to kill one another, you know? And, and that's what I'm like, that's what I want to do. And I remember praying and asking God for that. And they didn't have openings yet. They, they are non-for-profit and didn't have much money at the time. And then I would say about a year later, they called me and said, Hey, if you're still interested, we've got an opening. I'm like, yes. And I've been with them going on six years now. And look at what God did. <laughs> um, you know, what a blessing. And I, I also, uh, for my granddaughter... I'll never forget praying and praying for her when she dropped dead, literally. She has a pacemaker. The pacemaker became detached from her heart while in the second grade at school, walking across the floor in the cafeteria with her lunch tray. And my daughter was there for a parent conference, and they had told her that something terrible had happened. My granddaughter was walking across the floor, fell flat on her face because her heart stopped. She was no longer breathing. The nurse was there. Uh, the, uh, The after school workers were there. They jumped into action. My daughter calls me crying hysterically. So hurt and understandably so. The Lord said, pray, told me to pray, put the phone to her ear and pray and talk life to her, speak life into her. That's exactly what I was at my office. I couldn't get there quick enough. My daughter says, Mama, I can't go over there. She's not breathing, Mama. She's not. It was horrific. The lady standing next to my daughter said, I'll do it. I'll put the phone to her ear, Grandma. She holds the phone to her ear while everybody's working on her. I'm praying like I've never prayed before. I'm speaking in unknown tongues. I'm doing everything God said, and then I'm speaking life. I'm telling her, you get up right now in the name of Jesus. God has a work for you. Sorry about that. Y'all got a little excited. God has a work for you. Get up now. You've got more things to do. And all of a sudden, the woman gets on the phone. Grandma, grandma, we've got a pulse. We're taking her to the hospital right now. Glory to God. Look what God is doing. And so she, they rushed to the hospital. I beat them there. The doctors were saying, we don't know. Uh, there was no oxygen, no blood flow to the brain. We don't know if she's going to be able to speak, walk, or talk, uh, hear, all those things. And so they put her in an induced coma. I still, all of us were praying. The principal had a prayer chain going. There were so many prayer lines going. It was amazing. And with after about a month of her being in an induced coma, The doctor said, now when we wake her up, she's not going to know you. And it may be weeks or days before she recognizes you. So don't be surprised. She's been on heavy drugs like street drugs. And so when she wakes up, she is going to be spooked. She's going to be going through withdrawals, all those things. So don't be surprised. So they, they did it we saw her the first day we we've been there we thank god for the Ronald McDonald house and all the people that helped during those times my daughter slept there overnight her and her husband we you know we were there every single day i remember the bakery was over at crown center i walked to the hospital children's mercy every day i got off from work it was just you know a banding together and when she woke up she didn't recognize us on that first day She was in withdrawals. She did have the shakes, all those things that they said. But day two, we walked in that room and she said, Hi, Nana. Hi, Papa. We were all astonished and so grateful to God to see his mighty hand at work, to see her overcome every odd and every obstacle that that they predicted could happen. And then later, me talking to other people and sharing, and them saying, hey, that happened to someone, you know, where my my aunt or my grandma, and they did not get full capacity of their brain back. They were paralyzed, or this happened, or that happened. They weren't able to speak or articulate. And Savea is doing very well. She is now in the fifth grade and doing well. You know, she had a little delay in her learning uh, and she is doing extremely well. Walking, talking, doing all the things that <laughs> a 10-year-old does. <laughs> I am so grateful to God. God answers our prayers. And it may not be in the way you think, but accept it. Whatever it is, whatever way God chooses to do so, hey, God, you know what's best and we thank you for it. If you don't know Jesus, that is the most magnificent transitioning that can take place is to know the Lord as your Savior. Then you're equipped with all the gifts and power, love, unconditional love that God has for you to share with others. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website jackiebikesministries.org, j a c k i e b like boy u y c k s ministries.org and check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please uh check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. Please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name in your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.